In this episode of Founders Go Naked, we're very, very privileged to have Dr. Michael Tan join us. Dr. Hey Michael, how are you? I'm good. I'm doing very good. Okay. So, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So Dr. Michael here is a regional education entrepreneur. So what that means is he is not just in one country, but he has his fingers in multiple countries across the region. And he has been teaching property investing and, you know, basically how to manage your finances for over 10 years, I believe. So yeah, he's very well known in the region. So we're very privileged to have him here. And he's got multiple businesses as well, which I'm sure he'll talk about tonight. <laughs> Uh, thanks for inviting me over, Terence. It's been it's a really good honor to be here. Uh, I think uh, there's been uh, many things that's happened in my life, and I'm, I'm I hope I can share as much as I can. Uh. Yeah, I'm sure you've got plenty. You're just being humble there. <laughs> so, Michael, tell tell us a bit about you know a brief history of your entrepreneurial journey in the past. I know 15, 20 years. Oh, where, okay. where did you start and how did you get to where you are, where you're owning multiple million dollar businesses across the region? Well, uh, it's a funny story. Uh, I, I guess it's a funny story to me. Uh, to be honest, I'm, uh, I, I started as an engineer and I actually started by uh, being in Singapore and studying over there. I studied really hard. I actually had traditional parents. Which they, you know, they told me, you know, son, study hard, you know, get good grades, go out and get a good job, and then retire. You know, hopefully you can get a retire or something like this. So I followed that path pretty much along that way in the first uh, few years, and I realized very soon that it wasn't the path I wanted to do. So um, I always had an entrepreneurial spirit in me, and so uh, I went on this journey. And I, and I want to give this first piece of advice before I tell the rest of my stories. Like, you know, don't follow what I do. You know, if you ever decide to quit your job and go straight into a business, don't do that yet because it's quite suffering. But that's exactly what I did. Uh, I quit my job as an engineer and I went straight into business and uh, tried my hands on it first. I was miserable at it. Yeah, that's a leap of faith. Yeah. And and that was was the first lesson I learned that, you know, uh, as much as we have aspirations to go out there to try something, uh, we realize we don't have the equipment or the knowledge to do so. And so what saved me, uh, I failed miserably first, but what saved me after that was the fact that I got myself a mentor, right? Mm. Uh, And that person taught me how to go out there to do business pretty well, right? And I want to share two parts of my story or my success. The first was I I got a business mentor and he taught me how to do business pretty well. And so uh, after one, two years, no, I, I left him already and I went on my own. And I went on to my second failure in my life, right? Uh, even though I was doing pretty okay in my business, but I was hit by the financial crisis of 2008. Uh, that's how old I am, right? So in 2008, I had a, uh, the, there was a subprime crisis in the US. I was doing financial businesses and that took a tumble because of US. Uh, and I went into another situation where I lost money in my, my business. And then I had my second mentor came to me. And this person came up and, uh, well, I looked for that person. And that person taught me how to do uh, property investments in the, in the worst of times. So um, that's where I actually went on to my next level of my life, where I went to become not just a business entrepreneur, but also an investor. So I packed that two up together, and that has been a beautiful journey until today. Uh, and that's where I got this nickname of an entrepreneur, right? 
I firmly believe in education. I really do. If it wasn't for people telling me what to do, if it, was, it wasn't for the fact that I was humble enough to ask for help very early on in my life, I think I may not have gone on this journey until today. So, and I was also very blessed because I had great people help me along the way. I, I call them my guardian angels. Uh, people are far more successful than me at that time. And they're still willing to lend a hand, uh, be patient enough to guide me along the way and uh, tell me the ropes of things. And that really, really gave me uh, the belief, not just in going forward, but also the faith in mankind. You know, it's like, wow. Mm. So uh, this is my journey as well. So I started an education program. Uh, I started sharing and teaching along the way as well as a sense of giving back. Right? Mm. And it has done wonders. It has come mm. to a point where not only is it uh, very enriching for me to grow in my business, but also very fulfilling to have this community of people around me that grows together with me. So that's where I am right now. Uh, I run multiple businesses. One of them is education. Uh, that's my passion business. Uh, uh, that makes me the least amount of money, but the most amount of fun. Okay. Yeah. I, I run a uh, property management business, property investment business. I run a plantation. I am investor in a plantation two plantation companies, mm -hmm. uh, and I have several companies in the region, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in Thailand, in Hong Kong, in Singapore, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, in Malaysia. Mm -hmm. So I'm fairly busy. I keep myself busy. And uh, this is, uh, well, in short, that's what I've done until today. Uh, as a summary for myself as introduction. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds like a lot of things, Michael. Um, I mean, you know, one of the cool things I like about you is that you actually practice what you preach. You're not like some of those gurus that had one success and then they are like just like teaching and making tons of money from teaching, but you actually walk the talk right and you're yeah, constantly I, I, still doing property investing investing yeah. in businesses and what have you right i guess i constantly intentionally fail just so i can you know, share more to my students i guess <laughs> <laughs> no. i i think that life is a journey uh, i have to be a bit selfish about this as well i'll be honest with you terence it's like sometimes i feel that when i share it's actually my way of learning as well Mm. Right. The more so I share, true. actually, more I understand some of the things I've done wrong, you know. And it's a way for me to document. Like nowadays, with mm. all this right now, I'm sure I'm going to watch this podcast one day and say, "Oh yeah, those are the things I, I did and how I improved." So it's it's a two way thing, mm. and I also want to do this. I want to share this with you. The one of the main reasons why I'm doing this is also because again, I was an engineer. I never started. I would. I didn't have a miraculous gifts I, I didn't come from a rich family I didn't come from a, a great background I didn't come mm -hmm. from a supportive environment as well mm -hmm. when I wanted to start a business my parents were not totally mm -hmm. against it right mm -hmm. so uh, you know I, I feel the stress of any young person any person as a matter of fact who has aspirations mm -hmm. to become more you know mm -hmm. and I, it's so hard to get sources or credible sources for people or right mm -hmm. people to guide you along the way and I'm just doing mm -hmm. my duty I can tell you this right now I'm doing this for the 30-year-old me or the 20-year-old me long time ago that's mm. seeking out there for knowledge and hopefully mm. get some good guidance along the way. You know? That's awesome. So, yeah. Michael, I mean, when you were an engineer and you were in Singapore, you know, Singapore mm. obviously pays like top dollar for engineers and stuff. Uh, I mean, what 
were the reasons that motivated you to say, hey, you know, I'm just leaving all this behind and all the comfortable job and all the perks and everything. And I want to be an entrepreneur where there's no certain income and I could be, you know, on the streets next month. Okay, on the spot, I tell you is being brash, young and stupid, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're honest. <laughs> Anyone, I mean, at one time you tell us, oh, I can be better than my boss or something. And I probably thought something like that along that line. Seriously, right. it's like, uh, I, I wanted something more. Well, mm. okay, uh, I think it's also behavior, me, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not a person that is, can, uh, uh, can comply to certain standards, you know. And Singapore mm-hmm. is a very, you know, uh, fine country, right? It's very systematic. Yes. yes. It's a nine to five. You just do your jobs, you know. You just co- uh, deliver your results, your KPIs. So it was very uh, mundane to me. And to me, at that age, I said, "Hey, I, I went all the way to Singapore. Yeah, I went all the way out of you know my country. Yeah, I wanted to explore more. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess it was that." that adventure that I wanted to look for. And mm-hmm. so, yes, I did take a risk. I, I tell you, I had my regrets, like I said. Mm-hmm. When I jumped and I left my job in Singapore, I went back to Malaysia. I started this business mm-hmm. and I went back to almost poor. Mm-hmm. I realized the value of money as well. I, and there were mm-hmm. times I did have that regret. Mm-hmm. But what kept me going was... Um, what kept me going along that way uh, after I had that jump Okay, to fulfill my satisfaction of adventure was mm. the fact that I was growing. I really mm. was. Mm. The very first part of entrepreneurship that inspires me and I can tell you it's the best journey in my life is my eyes were awakened. Mm-hmm. I, had, I, I had learnings day after day. I humbled myself down. I, I now know why my boss is so stressful and I admire him more. You know? It's like, yeah, my, my ex-boss. Uh, so I said, oh, now I know it's not easy to be a boss. You know, and uh, it really gave me the lessons in life that I would never have learned if I kept just being in a job. So, uh, yeah, those that 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 adventures were the ones that kept expire, inspiring me to go forward. And yeah, okay. it was no regrets until today. All right. So, I mean, if you had to turn back time and go back to the, that point in time, would you have done it any differently? Would you have just taken? Uh, resign and just went off and did your own thing or would you kind of do it more gradually uh, that's a very good question so let me answer it in a very short way and then maybe mm. I'll give a long answer to it as well yeah okay. sure so the quick answer is no or never and mm. before it sounds so simple let me tell you the troubles I've got involved in right mm. I've got involved in being locked up I got involved in being beaten up I've got involved in multiple court cases. Uh, I've I've uh, got involved with uh, people even breaking into my uh, my premises and stealing stuff. I've lost trucks. I've lost lorries that belong to me. Yeah, it, it, I've been called many things in my life. So there has been many mistakes. Mm. So mm. when I say no, someone must be probably thinking, hey, Dr. that's crazy, right? I mean, would you want to erase all those things and just have a clean spot mm. record, right? Yeah. And the answer I want to tell everybody over here is no, absolutely not. Mm. For every single one of those mistakes, that was where I grew, right? Mm. When I learned to overcome those failures, when I learned mm. to overcome those mistakes, uh, money that I've lost for clients, I mm. then learned to be more responsible, 
to know and understand the value of that money, not just for me, but for my customers, mm. right? Uh, from getting beaten up, also from dissatisfactions, understanding that we have to play on certain rules and not break them. Otherwise, we mm. break them, you get yourself into trouble. Mm. So, so many things. So every single of my mistakes, I don't call them mistakes nowadays. As a matter of fact, like I said, failures to me and mistakes to me are like gifts from God telling me that I'm growing in life and I'll pick them up and I'll learn from them and I grow. So if I had to turn back time, I don't think that I would have changed anything. As a matter of fact, I give blessings to every single success and failures I've had that made me who I am today. Nice. I, I mean, one thing they say, I'm not sure how true this is, is that the universe will keep on giving you the same lessons uh, or the same, yeah. put you in the same situation until you learn from that mistake yes. and grow yes. from it. Otherwise, you yes. keep getting stuck there. How, how, yeah. how true do you think that is? Uh, I, I truly believe in that. Now, I, I'm not Christian or, or, or religious mm. by religion, but I do believe in God. I, I will tell you this, I, I have that, had situations in my life where I almost went for, I almost committed suicide. Yeah, there was a point where I was so broke. Uh, I've lost so much, like I said, I've lost so much failures in my life. There's one point where I was at the bridge and I was always going to jump over. And I can tell you it was divine intervention, you could call it, faith in you know, a higher being that has guided me to where I am today. So, yes, I do believe uh, that there is, you know, a message that the universe is giving us. Mm. Uh, we are here with a purpose in our lives. And so that message will continue to give us as a gift so that we grow in it. So we have to be very aware of all this and then take it in with pride, take it in with strength and then, you know, overcome it and learn it and then be grateful of it. That, that's my, my true ways of doing it until today. Yeah. Yeah, I think like so many people think, oh, you know, start complaining about the situation. Oh, why does this keep happening to me? But actually, maybe it's a gift, like you said, right? And you just if you don't, I want to share. If you don't, I want to share a quick story over here. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. About this thing about gifts, right? Um, uh, So let me just share one of these incidents where I I lost, I I failed in this business, and as a matter of fact, uh, there's a customer. That's quite close to us, and of course, I lost money for her. Like, you know, it was a it was a business in, a, and she she lost money with me. Sorry, and mm. when she found me, I thought she's gonna beat me up or tr- you know, punch me out already. Say, oh my gosh, you know, and she then, as a matter of fact, instead instead of punching me, she came up to me and she gave me a big hug. Okay, mm. and then from there she said, "I understand, and I forgive you." And I was utterly shocked. I was just about thirty years old then. I was really very young, and I didn't understand. And this lady just gave me a hug and said, hey, I understand, I forgive you. And I want to give you a gift. I go like, what? And she gave me a ticket to a seminar. Oh. Right? And it was, uh, I don't know if I can mention it here. It's, uh, it's Millionaire Mind Intensive by Tia Faker. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was a motivational, it was a personal development seminar. Yeah. Right? And he gave me the tickets to it. I said, I, want, I, I understand maybe you're not yet... Uh, experience enough to run this business so I want to give you this as a gift so you can learn some lessons mm. as if from there I went to that seminar and I, I tell you I was so weird because uh, you know when people are learning and everything like this I learned from the experience and so mm. when he pointed out the mistakes and when I went through all the things and they showed me the mistakes I was crying my eyeballs out mm. right and I was like wow I finally learned so many things from there so yeah uh, you know life works in very mysterious ways 
right? Uh, I get yeah. gifts from many, many different ways. You just have to accept it and then you grow from it. Yeah. So, okay. so coming back to the point where you said you were about, you were on the bridge, right? And so you actually <laughs> physically went to the bridge and were contemplating jumping off. Right? Yeah. What at that point stopped you? Uh, Thank, thankfully, well, of course. Well, okay. So uh, I was actually clinically depressed at age 30 uh, when mm. my business failed. I, I mm. lost about $6.5 million. Ouch. I couldn't sleep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, I lost everything. Okay. And mm. I moved into a very low cost flat with my wife mm. and kid. At the time, my, my, I just had my newborn. Mm. So the pressure on me was really bad. And um, so what happened was I, I wouldn't, at about one, two o'clock after the whole family had slept, I would wake up. I would just, you know, wake up and I wander the streets right. like a madman, you know, trying to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. And one night it got to me too bad. Right? It was like, I just couldn't handle the pressure anymore. Like I said, mm-hmm. there were people chasing me for money. There was, uh, you know, court cases and everything. So mm-hmm. I couldn't take the pressure anymore. I was going to jump. So, um, you know, at that point when I was at that bridge and I was crying and everything I mm. think at that point I said uh, or maybe there was this like I said there was this divine intervention it just made me realize hey look my life may not something told me hey look your life may not be worth it but what are you leaving behind for the ones you love right mm. and my wife I thought about my wife I talked about my son I said okay and I don't know what happened but that maybe it was a voice within or a voice above that told me don't give yourself the chance, but give yourself a chance for your family. Do it not for you, but your family. So mm. that night made me had a decision to say, okay, if I'm not worth fighting for, then fight for the ones I love. Mm. right? And that gave me that true power to go on. So every time mm. I feel defeated, I just look at uh, the people around me, the, my loved ones, and I see mm. how much more I can give to them. And that really now inspires me. And that inspired me at the time to go on in my life. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so... Uh, that worked wow. uh, and uh, it, it, it gave me the energy and then I, I went on from there. That's amazing. So, I mean, it sounds like you had quite a few of this low, um, you know, times yeah. where it's like stock market <laughs> crashes, so I would say, uh, in your personal life. Um, yeah. So, it, it, apart from, you know, having those people around you that you love, yeah. can you suggest other strategies for that you have used that can help people um, come out of the rut faster or the, those downtimes faster? Mm, well, okay. So one of the things that, well, so first thing first is like, uh, yeah, I, I think what I want to, what I want to say is ground yourself to have a purpose in life. Like mm. what are you fighting for? You know, mm-hmm. if it's only material goods like money or something, it's not going to inspire you. So for me, how, why am I where I am today? It's, why I play the game today it's not inspired by money but the purpose that I live right mm. so if you give yourself that one purpose uh, go bigger than just money itself maybe it's for your family maybe it's for people around you maybe it's for other people right yeah. maybe it's to make a difference in the world who knows if you put that into your head I guarantee you you're going to go further than those most people that's number mm. one number two mm-hmm. um, I have this I have a regime and mindset's really important. So for mm. me, it's how I overcome all this is a very strong mindset. I have mm. beliefs. I have, mm. uh, I have, uh, I, at one time I had declarations, I had 17 declarations I say to myself mm. every day, right, affirmations. And that really helps me, right? Mm. Uh, it gives me that strength to go on. I'm a human being. I have my mm. good days and my bad days. 
Mm. And so by having all these regimes with me and systems and structures in my head, it builds onto it. So I go very strong on that. Mm. Um, the other one thing I also encourage a lot of people is health, you know, going, going fitness. It's really very good to, I've been jogging for the past 15 years of my life. Not because I like jogging, okay? okay. It is because it is a mental breakthrough as well, right? To push right. the extra mile, to push the extra kilometer, to wake yeah. up that early and do it every day. The yep. discipline I have to do that helps me as well. Of course, so it gives me fit. Every day for you? That's pretty much every day for me. Wow. Right? That's yeah, good. It's every day for me. How, how long do you jog every day? Uh, right now, I'm, uh, I'm doing, uh, uh, on normal days, I do five, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. On the weekends, I do 10 to 21 if wow. I can. That's yeah. That's a quite long distance. Ah, uh, okay, but yeah, yeah. But <laughs> the, sometimes, and I, I tell you the story. But this is that you know, it's not about the running. It's about what the mind actually tells you. Like let's mm. say, you know, if you're not used to running, like let's say the ten kilometer, when you hit your seven kilometer, you go like, oh, can I stop right now? Mm. Can I can I give up now? And mm. it's mind over matter. Mm. Or when you get a cramp, then you go like, oh, it's painful. I got to stop. Oh, it's raining. I got to stop. And it might say, mm. finish the job, finish the job. So every time I cross that line, when I finish that run, I reflect back and it really helps me a lot. So mm. life is like a marathon. Being successful is like a marathon. It's not mm. a sprint. Yep. A lot of young people nowadays think like, hey, uh, I just want to get that. Uh, you know, I just want to do it in three days, three weeks. Mm. Uh, success is, is always going to be a marathon. Yeah. Agreed. So, okay. So, what kind of businesses have you been involved in, like in the past? And looking back, I mean, your coaching is one of your your is, is your passion project. But what other business have you been involved in as well in the past few? Um, you know, in your journey. Okay. Uh, well, the main business I mean is actually property, all right? Property yep. investment. Yep. So I started with mortgage brokering first. So I helped with people get their loans, and that was the business I went to trouble. But right. from there, I spilled onto property investments, hmm. um, and I grew my empire from properties. Right. Uh, within a short period of time, I accumulated about uh, twenty over properties within two years. Right. Within three years, I accumulated close to twenty million ringgit worth of properties. Uh, and that went on to my next business, which was property management and also bulk investment, bulk buying. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's one bad, one big part of my chunk of my um, business and uh, investment empire. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, buying a lot of these kind of properties also requires a lot of management. So yep. that's a theme that actually happens that right now. And then the second one is, of course, my education, which I teach people how to buy properties, no money down. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that was the trick. The trick is that how I got my property so well is because I mastered the art of buying it with little or no money down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's how I continue to buy until today. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the course I also teach a lot of people right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, So that's mm-hmm. my education business. It actually generates me a, a nice, uh, decent amount that I can sustain mm-hmm. my community from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have coaches, we have entrepreneurs. Uh, after they graduate, we keep helping each other out to go up there to grow, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the other part of business. Uh, then we have our plantations. So I own two plantation companies, one which is in Malaysia, uh, and they are doing into durian and various mm-hmm. crops, uh, right? It's a huge plantation. We own more than about 5,000 acres of land. Mm. And the other one is in Thailand, which are actually doing into uh, medical, right? So, Agriculture. 
I'm, I'm curious, yeah. Michael, you, you own so many businesses. Do you think running a business successfully, there is a certain formula or, you know, it's like each business has its own different thing where you have to figure out? Okay, being an engineer, I'll tell you this right now. Everything is back to systems. Everything mm. has a system. If you understand the DNA, all businesses are the same. So mm. I, I have a system which I can put in regardless what business is in. Almost about 90% of the businesses out there fulfill within this system. Uh, I, I go through the flow, I measure the, the measurements and it delivers. So mm. everything is run systematically. If mm. I don't do that, it's not going to work. Mm. Uh, the second thing is team. I always believe in a very good team. I empower the teams. I love the team members. They are the ones that are actually leading the business, not me. I'm just coming here to support. And that's the, the, the best part is having the great, uh, the great talents support the system to build the business. All right. Yeah. And this system, you basically customize for each business where you can bring from one business to another or you kind of need to design the system from scratch for each business? Actually, it's the same for all of them, right? Mm, or okay. I give an example, like what right. I mean is basically um, the departments you have, you basically have five major departments, your marketing, your sales, your production, mm -hmm. your admin and your accounts. Mm -hmm. So everything falls into it, regardless of what the products are like, right? Mm. So you basically have that for your business. Mm. Uh, we also have KPIs on the sales mm -hmm. figures, right? So every company has a sales figure. So the system's about mm. the same. It's just that what do you sell, which is different. So we mm. tweak it a little bit, but all of them are using the same uh, formulas, right? Mm. And so from there, I, I have my daily, uh, weekly reports. So mm. nowadays, I tend to sit down and do more meetings than actually do uh, the actual physical work. So like, mm. uh, i give you an example, like Wednesdays, I have two company meetings, the Singapore mm. company and my property company. And then after that, on Thursdays, I have my agriculture company. And then after that, uh, on the afternoons, I have my education company. So those are different days for different company meetings. And it's the right. same reporting system, just that different right. people reporting to me on different uh, KPIs, but based okay. on the same formula. So it runs pretty much well. Okay. And then the yeah. team just executes for you after the meetings every yes. week. Beautiful. Yes. yes. Yeah. Beautiful. So Michael, I've got a question. This is pertaining to like, uh, you know, running a coaching slash, slash speaking business, right? If okay. someone is like just starting off and they're kind of like got a few clients, but they really want to scale to like seven figures, eight figures, like you, what you have done, what do you think is the Ooh. secret to scaling a coaching business? Wow. Wow. That's a good question. And I, I have to, hmm, I, I have to think deep for this one. Maybe I want to answer it this other way. Okay? okay, I'm not sure. sure. I have to honestly tell you, I don't know the hidden formula. Mm. But I will tell you a little bit about what I think. Is it okay? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I challenge every coach out there who wants to be a coach. Okay? What is your intention? All right? Mm. And I really want to push it that way. Because let me tell you, and I, I know this sounds really, maybe it's cliche, right? Mm. Yeah, but my intention is to change your life. I'm not kidding, right? Mm. I am obsessed in my coaching to change mm. lives. Mm. Now, you probably were thinking right now, hey, this guy over here, Dr. Michael, he's just teaching property. Why is he talking about changing lives? Let me tell you the little secrets behind. Mm -hmm. For me, it's not about property investment. 
when a person comes to me and say, hey, I want to be successful, right? I want to buy a property. Sure, I've got the systems to teach the person. I'll teach the person. But what I'm looking for when I see the person is what's stopping him from being the success he wants to be? Mm. And I go deep. I ask mm. him the questions that stops him, maybe in his past, maybe mm. in characters. And I try to tweak it to break through. I look for the breakthroughs. So mm. when I coach, what I'm looking for is the breakthroughs. Right? Mm. And I do everything and anything necessary. So mm. I know this sounds funny, but even in my coaching programs, which is a technical coaching program, right? It's all mm. formulas and systems. Yeah. People cry, people break down. Mm. Okay. They have this, they for me that's the greatest fulfillment when they have this self-awareness. They go like, wow, I realize now why mm. I'm stopping myself from being successful. Mm. And when that breakthrough happens, when you see your clients have that. I tell you, the spark in their eyes, the success, and they, they become a totally different person uh, with less limitations, right? Mm. You are a success. So that's mm. how I created a successful coaching business is that mm. I went above and beyond just delivering property results to them. I mm. delivered life results to them. And that made me, and um, if you do Google me and check me out or even my programs, uh, that made this whole program a very raving success because you create what we call raving fans. People who yep. will swear by you, who tells people, hey, go see this guy if you want this more in your life. Mm. And that, I believe, is my secret recipe. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, Michael, I, I, I hear you because I actually met some of your students before at a birthday party <laughs> like two months ago, you know, the party we went to. And they, they were actually uh, thanking me for doing your advertising because they were saying, hey, if you didn't, didn't do Michael's advertising, we probably won't be here today, you know? And they were so grateful. And I was like, wow, this is like, Michael really delivers the goods, you know? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. thank you very much. It's, uh, <laughs> it's good to hear that as well. Yeah. <laughs> but I think so, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, go on. So, sorry, yeah, Michael. Yeah. No, I no, think please, it's uh, at the end of the day, uh, for me was actually the one fun part about this is that uh, I, I did it out of I think one of the things I also want to say is this uh, I know it also sounds a bit cliche but do what you love love what you do right? mm -hmm. I really love what I do so mm -hmm. if you're going into this coaching or any business I believe you must have some sort of passion in it first yeah. because that passion really makes that extra makes that it's the extra sauce that makes you special you know so I would encourage those that are going into the business or are doing the business, find a spark within you because that will really be your signature. Mm. You know? yeah. that, that is your, your, your um, I guess, unfair advantage, isn't it? If you have that passion, oh. you know, no matter what happens, you just continue to do it because yeah. you just love doing it and you wouldn't do yeah. anything else. Even if you do it for free, you will also still be doing yeah. it. And, and if you do that, I tell you, your clients can do that one. They know that, wow, this guy is yeah. like crazy. You know, he's, he's not doing it just for the money I pay you. I, I, I'm doing it. He's doing it because he really wants to do it. You can see it. Isn't it? Yeah. And it's infectious. It's really infectious. Mm. It will affect your team. It will affect your clients. And mm. it really will just, it will make a difference. So that's what yeah. I feel. Yeah, I think that's a brilliant advice because I think so many coaches or that I know they maybe do a course and they think they're told that, hey, if you become a coach, you could make six figures, seven figures, you know, in a short period of time. And then they jump in it to it, maybe for the wrong reasons. But I think it's so important to come back to the why, 
the why is important to me the why is important yeah i i feel that uh because if let's say if you don't have it and even if you i've seen people work very hard to get those six figures self figures and it's yes you can do it but if you don't have a strong why you also may get a burnout right after a while you just got and you won't understand why so i always tell people always go back to your fundamentals and if you ground yourself and you find out who you are I think wealth success comes to you much easier, mm. and more in yeah. a more fun way too. Yeah, in a more fun way as well. <laughs> you know, uh, you, the best part is it that um, I, I can tell you honestly this is that I wake up every day looking forward for the day ahead, and I, I really want see. So, to me right now, maybe you go back to the story of the engineer and today. Now, what's the difference? When I woke up as an engineer, I dread the days. I long for the weekends. You know, I just say, hey, I just can't wait for Saturday to come. And when Monday comes, I just don't want to wake up. Right? And that was a horrible way for me to live life. Yeah. Dreading five days and only wishing for two days in my life. Yeah. Today, every day, I <laughs> I know a lot of people will call me a workaholic, but I, I don't feel like I'm working. I wake up every day looking for the day ahead. Okay, and it's it's been like this for twenty over years. Can you imagine? Wow. And it makes me fall sick lesser. It makes my life a bit more fulfilling. And like I said, it's it's not a, it's not a burden, or I don't feel too tired. It's mm. it's a better way of living your life. So I would encourage people. I mean, how many of you wish that you could wake up every day looking for the day ahead? Yeah, that's something exactly really cool. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Michael, I got a question though. Like you, you, you be, you're running so many business. You got so many meetings. You got you're speaking in public and you're doing seminars and webinars. How do you find that balance in life? Like, oh how gosh. do you find time for your family? How for exercise? You mentioned already, but other aspects of your life. I I have to tell this this to you right now. I uh, I am the worst person there is to work-life balance because to me there's no such thing uh, yeah that's the I, I don't mean I, I hope this doesn't come any discouraging for those new young entrepreneurs and I'm not encouraging people to burn work all the way out like you no know, hustle 24 hours uh, but I just have to tell you my own personal life and that is that um, I don't have weekends and weekdays uh, every day for the past 20 years I've been putting it into my businesses mm-hmm. uh, like I said again uh, so I know this sounds a bit like I said again cliche but I found, I really believe in what I do and let's say like in the education business I love that I love that because it's changing people's lives so when I fly to Thailand when I fly to uh, tomorrow I'm going to Sabah I'm going to see you there right? <laughs> Sabah, if I want to go to Sabah when I go to uh, uh, when I go to uh, Hong Kong, when I go to Singapore, when I come back, I go somewhere else. I look forward to what's going on. So, mm. yes, it's very driven. I'm a very driven person in my life. So I would say that 70% of my life focus is is actually into my business. Mm. And that's not so good for my family. So I have to honestly say I'm very blessed because I have a very strong and very supportive wife and a very mm. supportive family that mm. understands my work. So yeah. I, they are flexible and they work around my time. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend that for everyone. I think mm-hmm. you have to really work and connect with your spouse and your partner and uh, make sure that there's a proper communication and understanding. So mm-hmm. I work out a system with them as well that I have certain days in a year where I allocate only to my family, but the rest of the time, they allow me to do what I do best and what I love. 
right? So my life isn't work-life balance. It's it's very focused. Seventy percent would it would be I would say strongly to my job, my business. Mm. Mm. Uh. Uh, I guess the reason you don't burn out is because you love what you do so much. So work and play is kind of like the line is blurred. Would you say that's the reason? Yeah, it's like. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, I do. Okay, so here's a couple of things I also want to share is that I do have my me times as well. So mm-hmm. I allocate certain times, uh, but like end of the year, like I just came back from a 10 day retreat, man. No phone calls from my, from my, from my business associates, you know, pure time. I choose this time to spend with my family. Mm. I have other times where I spend like three to six days on retreats purely just mm. to cleanse, you know, detox on the mind and uh, get myself ready and also to re- to recover. So yes, I do have that in sequence. Right. Um, that's number one. Number two is this. I don't take a job as a job. Uh, I love challenges. Mm. I love the growth. Mm. So when I go into it, I that's what I focus on, on the mm. growth and on the growing and on the mm. learnings and the challenges. Mm. So every time I go into it, it becomes something I'm looking forward to do. Nice. So yeah, I, I look at it in a different perspective. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That, that's, that's very enlightening. Just looking at it in a different way so it doesn't feel like work and it you also need to schedule those rest times those downtime so that's really cool oh, yes. yes yes yeah so i have a certain ritual like uh, uh yeah there'll be times that i go and i in the mornings so i have a ritual in the mornings as well so uh, mm. that's where i wake up about six and i go for my activities my mm-hmm. i i spend two hours at the gym after which then i do my plannings and then after i go to my work so there's a ritual that I do and it helps a lot as well. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So Michael, um, I'm just curious as well, in terms of like running seminars, running webinars, if you had to boil it down to one or two success factors to make your webinars or seminars successful, uh, what would it be? Uh, one of the things I'll say is results for my customers. Uh, mm. We run uh, so <laughs> yeah. I, I I run this uh, for our no money down. So let's say for a property seminar, no money down. Um, it has a hundred percent success rate, and wow. when I mean a hundred percent success rate, I mean our coaching programs. Um, right now, we're taking about seventy people in. Uh, previously, we took about one hundred and twelve. All of them got their properties no money down. Right, nice. that's that's the obsession we have. So right. if you boil it down to it, to me right now, success of my clients, success of my students are very important. Mm. Uh, we deliver. So mm. that would be one of the things I look into, into my programs. But how is that possible, Michael? Because some people will just attend the seminar and say, oh, okay, I'll, I'll put it off till next year or whatever. So yeah, how do you well, make them actually get off their chairs and do well, something about it? Well, when I say the 100% success rate is when they come to the seminar for the, 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 the three days, they then attend the three months coaching. Well, from that coaching uh, perspective, right. then that's going to be 100%. Uh, still, that's pretty I, amazing. Yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to tell you this right now. It took us five years to get to 100%. Mm. I'll be honest with you. When I first started it, I had a 10% success rate. And then this obsession, like I said, the obsession for me to wow. keep on perfecting mm-hmm. it, it went to 30, then 50, then 70%. Then just one year after like five years, it hit 100%. It was like, wow. And uh, 
it has been maintaining that hundred percent until today. Wow. Yeah, because yeah. as you say, the ten percent—that's like the industry standard, right? Where someone yes. attends a, a you know high-level yeah, program, and ten percent of them take action; the other ninety percent do nothing about it. So I know it sounds hard to believe, but yeah. uh, you know, here's the thing. Okay, mm-hmm. so how did I manage to get that? Is because uh, success breeds success, mm-hmm. and it's not me who actually got this. Uh, if you don't mind me sharing a little bit, the uniqueness of this program is that we have a community. So the people who actually, so how did I make this happen was the first 10% who was a success, I call up to them and say, hey, would you mind come back and volunteer a time to share and help out with the rest of the people that comes in the new batch and share your success? And they go like, how long was this take? Say, okay, for the next three months, okay, you come in on and off and help out while I'm coaching them. They said, sure. So they took on the job and they volunteered the time and uh, they loved it. The funny thing was this, you know, um, uh, it's not that I don't want to pay. I, I don't want to make it into a paying thing. So mm. they come back and volunteer the time. And, you know, when they saw other people get successful, they were like, hey, uh, can I come back again the next round? I also still want to coach. So wow. that's what happened. And then the 20% who became successful came back again as well. And so on and on, on and on, eventually, uh, we have this coaching community of past students that found their properties, no money down, that volunteers the time to come back and share with the rest of the people how to do the same thing. Amazing. And that's the that's the beauty of this, right? It's a mm. success breeds success and it's not mm. even me. It is mm. uh, past people coming back to the community and helping the rest. And the best mm. part about it is, it's not just happening here in Malaysia. We have the same community happening in Thailand, mm. right? And we have the same community yeah. happening in Hong Kong uh, and also yeah. in Cambodia. Wow, amazing. So why why do you think that's the case? Is it if you coach them, it's like they will be thinking, oh, Michael Tan is different, so he can do it. But if it's a peer coaching them, they're like, oh, okay, this guy's kind of just like me. And that's is that the reason why you think they experience that success? Well, but we also have a system whereby, you know, the seniors, right? Um, mm. uh, the, the, they have seniors on top of them who have actually bought like three or four, right? Mm. And then the senior seniors. So I have a master coach right now who has bought a lot. So I'm not right. the only success right now. We have uh, like multi-millionaires in this mm. whole program coming back and volunteering mm. their time to support the rest of the program. So it's an ecosystem. So mm. actually, I believe if a person comes in and walks in and sees this and another person who's already successful coming to work teach him. And then on, on top of him is another person who is already quite fairly successful as investor helping as well. Mm-hmm. It's like an ecosystem. Mm. And so what instills in a new person who has never done this before is a belief. He goes like, wow, you know, like, oh, wow, there's actually not just one person who's mm. got it done before, but a whole group of them. Right. And if they can do it, I think we can do it as well. Right. So yeah. half the battle is already defeated by the yeah. fact that there's so many people coming in and saying, hey, you know, uh, we have all done it. I'm waiting for you to do it. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I love it. So that's the beauty of things. Fascinating, Michael. Thank, thank you so much for the, your time. Uh, just to uh-huh. end, if people want to find out more about you and, you know, how, how do they get in touch with you and how do they enroll in your courses as well? Okay, well, look at look us up. Okay, uh, just Google that. Uh, find out Michael Tan 
uh, LOL at Facebook. Uh, okay. And you probably can find me over there as well. If not, just right there, um, get started in property investment, no money now. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the, the cost that we have. I know it's a, a handful of it. Mm-hmm. But if you type that in, you should get us as well. Uh, but you leave me a message in, in Facebook. And uh, you know if you've heard about this and everything else, more than happy to give you the guidance you want. Uh, and if you feel free, then drop by and uh, maybe I'll give you a link to one of the Zooms or seminars that I'll be having and we can, we can, you can learn more, you can chat more with me then. Yeah, but that's, that's pretty much how you can get me in Facebook. Okay, so that's uh, Michael Tan L-O-L. L-O-L. Live out loud. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. so it's not laugh out loud, it's live out loud. <laughs> no, no, laugh out loud. Live out loud, yeah. Okay, in Facebook. All right, All right, and fantastic. you probably can find me there. Okay, make sure you follow Michael if you want to learn more. And uh, thank you for watching this episode.